Hey, hey, hey. What's good, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. I'm back. What's going on? It's Dr. Tad, your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana. I cannot tell you how much I have missed y'all. For sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, I have missed you so, so much, but took a much needed break. Uh, yeah, took a much needed break and a beautiful break it was. Yes, so I'm so happy to be here on this Tuesday um, just chopping it up one more time with you with episode 103, season three. We are on season three, beloved. We've been rocking together for a little bit longer than that, but when I started doing the podcast and moving it um, from Facebook Live to podcast versions, um, this is officially episode 103, season three, Dr. Tad. Tuesdays with Tawana, building community, one episode at a time. So if you're joining us for the first time live, you want me to engage, insert your voice into this narrative, you know, just throw your comments up and um, I will read them accordingly. If you are watching this later during a replay or listening to a podcast, you can also leave comments there. I check constantly because this is not about me just talking the whole time. I want to engage community about life, about things, joys, and sadness, and everything in between, and celebrations, and what's going on in our world, and in our society, and just chopping it up with family. You know, we're still in the midst of COVID. COVID is still real. COVID is still happening. Um, Thank goodness, after 10 days of travel, um, I am still negative. (laughs) Test myself uh, often as I can uh, to make sure that I stay on top of my health. So yeah, let's let's get it popping. yeah, let's let's get it popping today. Just happy new year to everybody. Um a few plugs uh very quickly. Please make sure you go on to the drtad.com and fill in your information so that as I start sending um newsletters and uh information to community you will be the first to know and have that information. Couple of major announcements coming up this week and I would love for my uh, Tuesdays with Tawana to be the first to receive that information. Um, So yeah, www.thedrtad.com. Go on to Dr. Tad and sign up for my website. Um, Also, uh, we are back and we are uh, experimenting with with different things. So I hope that um, 
you can hear me. So yes, you can, because I have a, a new mic. Uh, thank you to the recommendation of my podcast crew. Yes. So uh, let me know if the sound is okay and coming through all right. And we are going to get started. So listen, first of all, I'm grateful to be here, grateful to be healthy, grateful to be feeling good, grateful to have on my tally and twine watch, black owned, blackity black, black, Harlem underground uh, track shirt, sweater. Yeah, Harlem, always representing Harlem, Wagner Projects in the building. Um, always got to do that. That's That's just a part of my... Yeah, this the essence of this moment, remembering where I come from and how my past is a part of my present. It doesn't define me, but it is a part of who I am. So with that, I need to pull up these comments so that I can see when my beloved pop on and make comments. So today, um, as we delve into episode 103, season three, welcome to season three again. Um, I thank my community for rocking with me all the time and being present and, and sharing their ideas and dreams and struggles and prayer requests and community building and just having real talk about what's going on in our society and in this world. So I am so grateful to 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 each one of you for staying committed and, and staying with me over the last three years and more. Um, and today, I thought it would be great to start off with um, two, two messages and two quotes, if you will, that I received because it's important for this work that I do, pouring out so much, pouring out energy, pouring out love, pouring out um, what I've received from others, whether it's through research or listening to, to beloveds in communities, listening to leaders that speak life and, and speak uh, hope and, and speak courage into my life so that I can be here to love and share with you with this unconditional positive regard that we talk about often, right? So um, our our theme for today, if you will, is um, I am unstoppable and I'm reclaiming my life. And I must give credit to Pastor Mike from my church in New York, uh, First Corinthians Baptist Church, NYC, um, we listen as a family every Sunday, every ish Sunday. Um, but as much as we can, and we chat and dialogue about what hit home for us, and you know, just just chopping it up about God's word and what Pastor Mike has bring fo- brought forth. And this "I am unstoppable" has just been resonating in my soul. So we're going to talk about that and delve into that for a moment. But um, I also listened to, mm -mm, I also experienced Pink Robe Chronicles with Reverend Dr. Melva Sampson, badass, um, prophetic, 
preacher, teacher, curator of our Hush Harbor, our um, gatherings, our, I mean, just amazing. And she talked about this reclaiming. Um, I happen to say, um, you know, reclaiming my, I am unstoppable and I am reclaiming my life my, how I choose to show up in the world, my living, my being. Um, and it's just those two beloveds, um, words cannot express how much they have poured into me so that I can continue to do the things that I love to do. So, you know, this is not a 2023 thing, new year, new me, all that. Every day is a new day, a new opportunity, a new day to give thanks and to express gratitude for breath, for life, for moments. And everybody's gratitude is different. So when we talk about I am unstoppable, right, when we talk about I am unstoppable, the way you are unstoppable is probably different from the way I am unstoppable. And, and because, you know, comparison is from the pit of hell. It's the adversary. It's don't do it. Do not compare yourself to someone else or someone else's life, someone else's success, uh, someone else's drive, someone else who was able to overcome something that you are currently struggling with. Being unstoppable is really about learning what it is that gives you life and gives you courage and gives you hope. And remember, hope is not some pious uh, thought or pious ideology or pious um, uh, wish or, or desire. It is actually action. It's anger at the way things are and the courage to make sure they don't remain that way. Right. So that's what hope is about. Um, I love Dr. Alan Bozak and how he expounds upon St. Augustine's uh, uh, words of hope has two daughters, hope and courage, anger at the way things are and the courage to make sure they don't stay that way. So me being unstoppable um, is really digging into my essence, my soul. What is it that feeds me? What is it that keeps me whole? What is it that keeps positive energy around me? What is it that gives me the discernment to keep that positive energy around me? What is it um, that I need to say no to? What is it that I need to say yes to? What am I grateful for? No, I'm not grateful that I have metastatic breast cancer, yet I am grateful for the fact that I have an opportunity to see another day and to see the sunshine and to breathe. I am grateful for this opportunity to be online with you today. I am grateful, even though I may have some pain, you know, because I have a fractured rib, I'm still healing from my fractured foot. I have neuropathy. I have other issues and I have anxiety. I struggle with depression, all of these things. And yet I am still unstoppable because it is those things that I acknowledge. And then I can pour into those things to figure out what is it that is going to make me strong? What is it that's going to help me persevere? What is it that's going to help me to lament? What is it that's going to allow to create an opportunity for me to cry and to release 
and to let all of that negative self-doubt, self-talk go and then pour into me, pour into my soul, into my heart, into my mind, those things that make me unstoppable. There are some who succumb to metastatic breast cancer and folk are grateful because there's no more pain and suffering. There are some who who have other ailments and, and other um, diagnosis that, that cause them pain every day. They may not be able to walk. They may not be able to see. They may not be able to, to write, they may, but they are grateful for breath or they're grateful to be around family. They have family and a village that is with them or whatever it is, finding that unstoppable uh, that unstoppable essence that keeps you going. Now, as, as Reverend Dr. Tammy Denise talks about, we are not talking about this strong black woman trope, right? Because for me, a strong black woman is one who is able to be vulnerable and strong, to cry and to laugh, to acknowledge and experience pain and to heal. It's a both and, beloved. It's not that I always got, I'm, I'm here fronting for you like I'm okay and I'm in dire pain. No, when I'm in pain, y'all gonna know it. Y'all know there are times when I couldn't come on Tuesdays with Tawana because I had to take care of myself and I wasn't feeling well. That is still unstoppable because I have this unstoppable faith, this unstoppable um, availability for grace and for mercy and for peace and for healing and for covering and for provision. Those are the things that make us unstoppable, not some trope that the world tries to put on me and define me because y'all know my favorite Audrey Lord, if I don't define myself, I will then be crunched into other people's fantasies and eaten alive. So I need to define what is unstoppable for me. What am I grateful for? Who is my community? Who is giving me life? Who is speaking life? And removing those things that are um, Ad adverse to what I'm trying to do and to be and to become as a divine being as I am, right? So then when we talk about what Dr. Melva was talking about with this reclaiming, um, it's, it's sort of like this uh, uh, Sankofa moment where I am going back to fetch it and bringing forth that which gives me life that which my ancestors have taught me, that which my beloved community has taught me, those things that are around me that are constantly trying to be taken away, like the dehumanization of the Black woman, the lack of protection of the Black woman, the disregard of the Black woman or the silencing of the Black woman. And I am reclaiming all of that because when we are cared for, when we are centered, when we are um, use our voice in a powerful way, shit changes, things happen, things shift because we are resilient. And this is not a badge of honor. You know, we I put, you know, a gold star on like, yes, you know, Tawana, you are, you are uh, uh, resilient. Yes. No, no, not that type of resilience. I don't want an award. I don't want a gold star. 
because actually y'all can keep it because resilience comes from the adverse things are, that are happening that you have to work through and fight through and struggle through in order for you to be resilient, in order for you to live and not die at the hands of systemic ills and systemic racism and sexism and xenophobia and the list goes on and on and on. So that resilience is not necessarily something that I am necessarily like, you know, puffing my chest out and being proud of, but it is something that I need in order for me to live and not die to metastatic breast cancer where 41% of black women are dying as compared to white women. And I will say that every single episode until me and Dr. Tammy Denise and Reverend Carolyn Habersham and Sister Rochelle Fry Skinner and Soul to Soul Sisters and whomever else will speak loud and clear and go to Washington and talk about the morbidity, the mortality rate of black women at 41% that hasn't changed. So I need a sense of resilience to fight for my life every day. So what type of resilience do you need to in order to claim and to show up as unstoppable, to show up as reclaiming that which was taken from you. You didn't give it away. You have it. You are naturally uh, divine. You are, you, are, you are a child of the most high. You are a co-creator. You are brilliant in your own way. It doesn't mean that you have to have a PhD to be brilliant. I'm grateful for my PhD. I'm grateful for the work that I put in my earned PhD. And you can be brilliant in love, in loving one another. Somebody could be, could have a PhD and just be an ass. And that is not speaking life. That is not helping community. That's not lifting as we climb. That is not loving uh, beyond measure. That is not each one reach one. That is definitely whiteness that is very individual, very either or, um, very supremacist, very elitist. That is not what we're about as the Black diaspora. And again, you know, I talk about this, the Black diaspora, right? I, I'm careful about making blanket statements. Blanket statements are like, all black people do this, right? Or all white people do this. And that is not the case. But we can talk about it because just as a researcher, that the percentage <laughs> of folk that are racist um, and, and realizing that um, it's not just white people as in a color, but it is a mentality and a mindset. So what is it that you need to reclaim in order not to conform to the society's um, version of life and living and family, uh, society's version of you get yours, I got to get mine, the society's version of pulling myself up from my own bootstraps, this, and, and, and we don't even have boots. Uh, what, what, what is it that you need to combat, to, to, to come up against, to disregard the status quo and show up in your authentic Black self in order for you, because if we focus on the Black diaspora, everybody benefits. If we focus on the Black woman, who nine times out of 10, again, this is not a badge of honor. I don't want it. I don't really want it for anybody, but shit, if you want it, you can take it. 
the fight and the resiliency and the resistance and and the activism and the power and the brilliance and how we are out there getting our PhDs. We are out there starting our own businesses. We are out there movers and shakers and and being mothers, whether it's by birth or otherwise, or being black femmes and black thems and, and doing things to build community and we and they're still wondering how did we do it how are we still alive how are we still successful how are we still tapping into wealth and generational wealth how are we now politicians and being elected how are we now being listened to and people are actually listening and receiving and responding accordingly to speak and to give life into this inhumane system and society. Yeah. I see a lot of comments on Facebook and let me go go to them because they're not showing up on my uh, platform that I use. So I apologize. So let me let, let me get the reading glasses. You know, I'm 52. I'll be 53 March 9th. Mark your calendar. Yes, yes. Oh, Jan, happy new year, beloved. Good to see you. My brother Larry is on. We were just talking this morning. We are so connected energetically and spiritually. It's I can't even begin to tell it all. Yes, my sister Tony is on. What's up, little sis? Christina, good to see you, beloved. Welcome back. Yes, yes. Welcome back to you too. Thank you for joining. Yes. Um, oh, good. The sound is coming good. I'm great. Coming through well. I'm grateful. Oh, Natasha L. Robinson, Esquire. You know, I got none but love for you, sis. Talk, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me go on before I cry my lashes off. Yes, PRC in the house for sure. For sure. Thank you. Uh, hey, hey Daryl. Good to see you. I'm glad you joined today. Yes. Ah, Christina said, what do I need to release? What do I need to confront in order to heal and push forward? Yes, it is a constant duality. Whoo, beloved. Joylene is watching. She watched me grow up. Not saying her age, like she watched me, like we kind of grew up together. She's just a little older than me. I love you, sis. <laughs> Christina said, stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Yes, talk about it. Um, ah, <laughs> Christina said, you walking heavy today. Preach. Jamie is in the building today. Yes. Yes, my daughter is on. Much love to you, honey. Feel better. Tanisha said, no crying your lashes off when your makeup artist sister is still watching. Yeah, you know how we do on here. We just chop it up, keep it real. I do apologize for missing your comments. I don't know what's happening. I'm switching platforms, blah, 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 but I'm here and I'm grateful. So yeah, so what is it that we got to let go? What is it that we got to say no to? What is it that we can find um, and explore in our gratitude? Because our gratitude it's not going to look like somebody else's and what somebody else is going through. And I'll continue to use myself as an example because I have to use my own lived experience. Right. So being a domestic violence survivor, I can come on here. I choose. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Let me change that. 
I choose to come on here because I share my story because I want someone else to live and not die at the hands of their perpetrator or abuser. I want them to know that they're not alone. I want them to know that they are worthy. I want them to know that you deserve to live and you don't deserve anyone to abuse you mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, sexually, and the list goes on and on and on. Whether you are black beloved, uh, LBG, LGBTQIA plus beloved, whether you are them, whether you're them, whether you are us, whether you are, you don't deserve it. So I talk about my situation because I choose to. There are other people that can't do that because they put themselves at risk, including me. I put myself at risk every day in order for me to build community and prayerfully posit something in the atmosphere posit someone's something in someone's heart so that they could they they know in in their souls that they don't deserve what they are going through and then of course we got to fix the screwed up system right because quite honestly if we were real about this many domestic violence victims don't leave because who wants to go into a a shelter that is not safe that is not sanitary that is short term that'll kick you out if you have any type of mental problems or if they don't like you or they feel that you don't belong there, it, the system is jacked up. So sometimes they stay in these heinous relationships because the place that they're going to isn't so well either. You know, it's hard to go stay with family because then you put the family at risk and you don't wanna put your family at risk. So, you know, there's a lot of layers to this. When it, when it pertains to domestic violence. So we talk about it. And we talk about though, even in the midst of that, what is it that you need to find within yourself in order for you to be resilient, in order for you to make a safety plan, in order for you to reach out for help, in order for you to leave some things behind so that you can live. Sometimes you gotta leave your family and your community and the things that you know, but you know we serve a God that's a God of restoration. You know we serve a God that will restore anything that you have lost. We know that we serve a God that is a protector and a healer and a provider. We know we serve a God that is going to make straight the crooked paths. We know that we serve a God that makes rivers in the deserts. We know that we serve a God that when you write the vision and make it plain and you see it and you make it manifest, it will happen. Finding that joy in the midst of metastatic breast cancer when I had near-death experiences, but I was grateful every day that I woke up. I was grateful for the amazing team of doctors that would come into my room. It was like seven or eight doctors around my bed when I had a blood infection. And y'all know sepsis can take somebody out of here. But yet I'm still here. But somebody else may not have made it, but that's not in my comparison to them. Their life was their life. And for whatever reason, their time on this side had to end. My dear friend, Amy, who had the same diagnosis I had, um, succumbed to her challenges with her two positive metastatic breast cancer. And of course, survivor guilt comes in because, you know, you don't want to lose a loved one. We have lost so many loved ones over the last couple of years. And what makes it so different, like, you know, we all live to die. Right. We all live and we're all going to die. What's so different now is not only because of COVID, but the other comorbidities that come 
out of that or is related to it. And it's people that are my age and younger. People in their 30s are dying from heart attacks. What do we got to do to be unstoppable and reclaim our lives? Reclaim, restore the food deserts. Replenish the food deserts. Helping us to learn about finances and work and rest. Bishop Trisha Hersey, the Nat Ministry, Rest is Resistance, read it. It will remind you of how important rest is. And rest is just not only sleep. It's being able to rest your mind, body, and your soul in a place of serenity, in a place of breathing, in a place of releasing. So what is it that you have to release in order for you to to peel back the, the layers so that you can get to the essence of you, the essence that feeds you, that lets the blood flow through your body, that keeps your heart pumping, that keeps your mind and your heart connected to your soul so that you are in alignment with who you are called to be and how you show up in this world, reclaiming those things that were taken away from us, reclaiming the fact that they say that women shouldn't leave, reclaiming the fact and going against women should be silent and reclaiming our power, reclaiming our our divine prowess, re- reclaiming our nurturing spirits, reclaiming our brilliance, reclaiming all of that so that we can con- continue to build community one moment, one episode, one conversation, one experience at a time. And being unstoppable. Nah, you can't stop me. Only I can stop me. I was listening to Dr. Dorsey last night. We had a Zoom call and and, and they went to an event and I, I don't remember who this quote was from, um, but it's, it's not mine. Um, what destroys a vision is another vision. If you don't manifest and and fulfill and walk through the vision and you allow another vision to come in on top of that, then you're just doing too much. And then how do you give energy to all these different things? And then you deplete your energy. Then you're not getting rest. You are now a part of this grind culture, chasing the bag instead of the bag chasing you in what you were called to do. So beloveds, I leave you with this today. You know, being unstoppable and reclaiming your life is not a badge of honor. It's not an elitist statement. It's really about you living and living life more abundantly. It is about you bringing joy and hope and peace into your aura so that you can attract um, with others. Like how you show up in the world and the energy you give out, it comes back to you. Let me go to the comments really quick. Uh, Dr. Jamie said, what do we have to let go of? And let's make space for grief that may come and you know there's a community that can be with us. The system is traumatizing. Yes. Whew, Dr. Jamie, I'm so glad you're on here. Tanisha said, conversely, knowing that someone has to die for you to live is also a heavy load to carry, even um, as a member, and a, a family member, a caregiver, the dichotomy of all of this is overwhelming. Hope for life 
coupled with grief and another family's loss, a different kind of survivor's guilt. Absolutely. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Tanisha's husband had a heart transplant. And in order for him to live, somebody else had to die. Dr. Gould, my buddy. Yes. So good to see you, beloved. Hey, Miss Odessa. No, you're not late. You're right on time, beloved. Right on time. Whew. Somebody had to die in order for folk to live. So what are you going to let go? And then in letting go, as Dr. Jamie said, there's a grief that comes along with it. Losing both of my breasts, there was grief that still comes along with that. Losing my hair and being restored, yeah, I'm restored now, but there was a grief that came along with that. Losing my weight and my agility and my energy, there's a grief that comes along with that. But you know what? Grief is about love. I'm grieving something because, or someone, because of the love that I have. And now I no longer have it. So what can I do in that loving space to restore and to heal and to work through, not get over it? Don't tell folk not to cry, get over it. No, you'll be all right. And it'll be 30 years this year on March 28th that my mama has been gone, 30 years. I was 23 years old when she succumbed to multiple myeloma. The grief is still there because I love my mama. And I know because of Pink Robe Chronicles and other beautiful black beloveds like soul to soul sisters remind me they may be gone from this life, but they left a legacy and they are still guiding and watching and speaking to me and through me in the ancestral realm. And I am so grateful. And if that's what it takes for me to be unstoppable and to reclaim my life, I am going to leave myself open to infinite possibilities and not let anyone dictate or tell me what I can and cannot do. So we are unstoppable, beloved. So be unstoppable today. It ain't easy to get over it. Dr. Jamie said, talk about it. It ain't getting over it. There's no such thing. We learn to live with the loss, working through grief when it comes. Hallelujah. Hey, Miss J, we are in this together. We are not alone. So I hope to see y'all on next Tuesday. Who knows what we'll talk about? You know how we do. Sometimes there's a little title up there. Sometimes it isn't. But the one thing that's in common about Tuesdays with Tawana is that we are building a loving, beloved community one episode at a time. I love y'all for rocking with me today. I am so grateful for you. I love you dearly. I'm sending you so much love and light and know that we are in this together, our hearts and our energies and our wombs and our souls, we are so connected. We don't even realize how connected we are. I love you. This is Dr. Tad with Tuesdays with Tawana. 
I love you dearly. Thank you for being a part of this beloved community. And I pray that I will see you next week. I'm out. Later.